So uh, I'm going to, we're going to do a drill, okay? I'm going to say something, and I want you to interact with me here. I want you to tell me the first thing, like your initial response or your first impression of what I say. You ready? It's going to get a little crazy. All right, Thanksgiving. Tacos. Tacos. Okay, what? Feast. What else? Pecan pie. All right, all right. I can get behind that. All right, how about this? Um, McDonald's. Tacos. All right. What did you say? Disgusting. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I, I, for me, I would say re- regret. Okay. It's all, it always promises more than it delivers. All right. How about this? Uh, roller coasters. Woo. Anything other than woo? Fun? No? Okay. Exciting. All right. All right. How about uh, Washington Redskins? <laughs> so, all right. So, all right. That's right. That's right. America's team. America. Um, all right. One last one. Tacos. Love them. Love them, right? You know, when we think of things, uh, usually our brain is really quick to go somewhere. Like, it's going to be different from, from me to you to Steve uh, to anyone else. You know, we're, going to have, we're all going to have our own set of initial responses, initial reactions when we think of something. Uh, today, we're, we are wrapping up our series that we've been doing for uh, a few weeks uh, called This Is Us. And yeah, we stole the title from the NBC show, you know, This Is Us. It tells us a story uh, in a, just a remarkable way about this family. And, uh, but that's what we've been doing over the past few weeks is we're trying to say, this is who we are. This is, this is us. And, and so we've been looking at a picture of who we are as a church, but we're not just looking at the picture necessarily. In a sense, we're also painting the picture. Like This is who we are, but this is also who we're declaring. This is who we want to be. And so as a church that just celebrated 10 years, and we just launched into two services, and, and uh, we're trying to uh, recapture and, and, uh, our identity and kind of uh, put the stake in the ground, this is who uh, we are. This is us. And so I want us to have a better understanding, a deeper appreciation of some of our mantras, some of the things we say around here and some of the things we do. Uh, we, so just to recap real quick, if you haven't been here for the past few weeks, uh, uh, the first week we talked about This Is Us, uh, we are a church uh, for everyone. And that's why uh, you keep hearing the phrase around here, no perfect people allowed, because we believe that the church uh, uh, arms should be open wide for, for the least, the last, the lost, the worst, you know, the, the bad, the bored, the broken, and everybody uh, in between. And uh, then, then we looked at uh, us being a church that loves God and loves people. And so the thing we say around here, CF is for? Lovers. CF is for lovers. And, and uh, then last week we talked about a church being a church that impacts the world. And another one of our phrases, our mantras is, we want to let God work in us so he can work through us. And, and so today as we wrap up, there are so many things uh, that I could talk about. And so uh, I, I changed directions at one point during the series, and, and I was going to talk about some other things, but I kept coming back to uh, what we were going to talk about today. But, you know, I could have talked about this. I thought this would have been clever. Um, this is us. It's not about us, right? And that would have been something very worthwhile talking. That would have been cool. I uh, could have talked about how 
um, how we love kids. Like, like we are focused on making an impact in the, on the next generation and families, and, and we see it as our responsibility to help uh, families um, uh, in passing the faith down. Uh, we could have talked about how uh, we strive and we really focus on trying to be understandable and relatable and relevant to people's lives. And no doubt that has uh, impacted a lot of you guys' lives. We could have talked also about how uh, we want to engage men. And, and, and I say that because statistically, men are a lot less likely to engage uh, in church. And so there's a lot of subtle differences you'll see around here because we want to do things that make uh, uh, men comfortable to be able to engage so they can join the journey of loving God, loving people, impacting the world. Could have talked about how we love to have fun, you know? We, we love to laugh together, don't we? We like, uh, I, I also think there's a spiritual side to laughter, um, that we know that joy is from the Lord, but, but I think also when people laugh together, they share experiences together, this common bond together, and people that laugh together are also the same people that can often cry together, mourn together, pray together, and grow together. So, could have chosen any a number of, of things to kind of t- close the series out with, but today... As we look at this last picture of, of who we are, it's my prayer that when you think of CF and anyone else thinks of CF, that, that their instant reaction will be, man, they're all about Jesus. They're all, it's all about Jesus. Like, we are, church is all about Jesus. He's the center point of our faith, you know? I mean, we're Christians, you know? That means we're a little Christ. We're, we're going after this Jesus guy. We're Christ followers. We're Jesus' people, uh, is the center point of our faith. He is the hinge of, of all history. I believe that Jesus is the deepest longing of the human hearts and that, that, that thing that we crave that for his truth and for grace, you know, whether or not people know it or they recognize it or they're willing to admit it. Man, I think it's the deepest longing of our hearts. He came as fully God, as fully human, and he came to serve as the only way in which, we, in which we can be made right with God. And so if you're here today, you're, if you're, you know, still not sure about all this Jesus stuff, then we just say this, man, welcome. You know, we're so glad you're here that this is a place where you can learn and where you can uh, seek answers, where you can, you can be loved regardless of what you believe. But we believe that, that it's all about Jesus. And I hope that you can see that in us. We're going to look at uh, 1 Corinthians 2. Paul wrote much of the New Testament. He was writing to the church in Corinth, okay? So why it's called Corinthians, all right? It's this ancient city. And, and basically, um, I want you to think like church gone wild, okay? So, so Paul is writing to this church in Corinth, and he was there. He had, he had been with them, and he had left. And, and like everything that could possibly blow up, blew up. And like things after thing had been going, like people were going crazy, you know? And so... But, but he writes to them in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 5. He says, when I came to you, so he's not with them anymore, but he's remembering back. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Now, underline this part. It says, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, the Holy Spirit's power, so that your faith not, might not rest on human wisdom, 
but on God's power. Now, here's something interesting to note, that Paul, was this, this was a culture that put a, lot, uh, a high premium on education, and, and, and the smart people, they would gather around, they would talk about uh, the latest ideas, and, and, and they would love to engage in debate. In fact, the, the people who would uh, do public speaking, these orators, they were highly skilled and trained in the craft of making an argument and persuading people, and, and so this would, this would have been Paul's forte. In fact, we see that he was a brilliant man. You read his letters, and, and it's like, man, what, this is incredible. And we know that he had education beyond the average person. He, he was incredibly trained. And so, so Paul could have competed with the best of the best, but he says, when I was with you, well, he says, I, res- I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ. And him crucified. And so Paul was stating loud and clear, even through his methodology, you know, it's all, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And, and, you know, but sometimes it's so easy for us to get our focus mixed up, you know, isn't it? Even as a church, you know, like we could easily become focused uh, on things like places, you know, like a building. And, you know, like we were, we were given this building five years ago. We, we poured our blood, sweat, and tears, uh, you know, into this building, remodeling it on our own. And, and, um, and people come into this really old church building, they come in, and their first reaction is like, wow, you know. And, and so sometimes it's easy to get caught up in a place. Or uh, it's easy to get caught up in programs. Well, we do this, and we do this, and we do this. And you see, this is, uh, this is what so many churches do, that they, they hold on to these methods and these programs as if that's what's most important. Or a lot of times people lose their focus, and they get caught up on their preferences, you know? Well, I prefer it this way. This is the way it should be. Sometimes we lose our focus. We get caught up on people. Or pastors, and, and we, we lose our focus, but, but our main job is to just get out the way. Just get out of the way. And you know, a lot of people in our culture, they, they think religion is, is, a, is, a, is a problem. Like, not only are they ambivalent towards it, like a lot more people are becoming increasingly uh, accusative towards religion, saying religion is the problem. And Christianity uh, has a, an, an image problem. It has a, a people people's problem isn't with Jesus, but it's often with Christians, it's often with churches. So I think we can learn something from Paul here, where we say, you know what, it's, it's all about Jesus. This is us. Without the power of Jesus, you know, what, what are we doing? Without Jesus at the center, you know, without him at the center of everything, you know, we're just a club. We're just playing, right? We're just pretending. We're, we're just taking up time if Jesus isn't the center. And so I just want to declare right now that, like, people don't need Christ fellowship. People need Jesus. This is us. You know, that's who we are. It's all about Jesus. What does it mean for us? I just want to throw a few little challenges, reminders, and a few little things out there today. Uh, a couple things for us to remember. The first thing we need to remember is that we need to remember whose church it is, you know? Like, like we know that it's, it's Jesus' church, but we really need to know, like, like man, this is Jesus' church. I mean, I've seen churches more concerned about the color of the carpet or, or uh, kids running in the sanctuary. Uh, thank you for giving grace to my son. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was running around this morning. Um, or, you know, the people are more concerned about everybody dressing the right way or, or saying the right things, doing the right things. And, um, but sometimes they miss out on Jesus. And so, but first and foremost, we need to realize whose church this is. Uh, that is Jesus' church. I heard a pastor say one time, he's like, you know what? There's a, sometimes when everything's going wrong and things, everybody's freaking out and I got a million things to do. He said, that's why I can go to bed and lay my head on my pillow. And I can go right to sleep because I'm like, Jesus your church is falling apart. You might want to do something about that. And he's like, I go to sleep. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, amen to that, you know. Um, so but Jesus says in Matthew 16, he's talking to Peter, which the, Peter means rock, okay. And he says, and I tell you that you are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not overcome it. Well, Peter just made a great confession about Jesus. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to build uh, my church on, on the rock uh, and, and, and the gates of Hades, no one or nothing will overcome it. In fact, Jesus died. He died for the church and then he calls the church to be his ambassadors to the world, to this hurting world. And so we declare it's not about us. It's Jesus' church. The second thing um, as we're kind of wrapping up this This Is Us series, I thought it would be uh, good to kind of talk about, you know, what kind of church are we? We don't talk about that a whole lot around here. Um, what kind of church are we? You know, growing up, I remember people would be like, oh, you're a Christian. What church do you go to? Be like, oh, I go to this church. And well, what kind of church? Like, I don't know, church, you know? And, and like, well, no, you know, are you a Baptist? Are you a Methodist? Are you Presbyterian? And, and do you know that you could, I have a whole book in my office that's like 500 pages long, and it's just a handbook on American denominations. You know what I'm saying? There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And you have like a big tree trunk of a, of a denomination. And then there's a branch. And then there's a little, a little, uh, another little branch. And then there's a leaf. And then there's a little piece of fruit. Like there, and then there's a little splinter. And we see there's, there's hundreds. Of, and all this has come off of, of division on practices or, or beliefs. And so many creeds and traditions. But... But, you know, what, where are we in this whole grand scheme of things? We're not saying that denominations, uh, you know, all the denominations are wrong or bad. But we're saying that this, we are just Christians. Man, we're just Christians only. So, so if someone asks you, what kind of church do you go to? You can say the, the Jesus kind. Amen. The Jesus kind, right? We're, we're connected with this group called the Restoration Movement. And this, the whole idea of this movement is, to, you know what, we don't want to form a denomination and have someone over us and tell us what to do, what to believe, how to, how to do church. But, but we kind of uh, come alongside with like-minded like uh, churches, and the idea is just to restore the New Testament Christianity. We want to constantly go back to the pattern we see in the Bible. Methods change, change but the message never does. So what kind of church? The Jesus kind of church. And then the third thing I kind of want to encourage, just remind us about, is we want to be all about Jesus and his word, and his word. And so we take the word of God serious, because we believe it is the word of God. We believe it, the, the, the scriptures are, are holy, and that it's God's revelation about himself and about his will to us in this world. So, uh, you know, uh, God has spoken and he's made himself known. So, Jesus 
and his word. Uh, Jesus is talking to the Jewish leaders, and, and he said this in John chapter 5. He says, um, you study the scriptures diligently. So they're talking about the Old Testament. That's the two-thirds of our Bible before the time of Jesus. He says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. And so Jesus is saying, like, look, man, he's talking, he's calling these old school religious leaders out, you know, that, that they were looking in the scriptures for, for God's truth, and then they were blatantly denying Jesus. And Jesus is saying, whoa, 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 you can't look for the truth here and then blatantly deny me because, look, the scriptures are pointing to me. And we see that about the whole Bible, that the Old Testament, it all, when you, when you read it, it all points forward to Jesus. It all points forward to Jesus, uh, uh, this person who is, uh, who is going to come and is going to uh, fulfill all the law, all the prophets, and he's going to make a way uh, to redeem us. And then you have the Gospels, part of our New Testament, and that's when Jesus is kind of entering the, the story. You know, God became man, and you had the genealogies. You know, we're getting close to Christmas time. We're reading Matthew chapter 1 and, and read all the, the lineage of Jesus he come from. And it's kind of like a drum roll, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's getting ready. It's crescendoing, and, and it's about to come. Then, then John the Baptist, you know, Jesus' crazy wild cousin out in the wilderness. He's preaching. He's preparing the way for Jesus. And, and the, it's crescendoing. And then, uh, boom, Jesus comes on the scene. Jesus' baptism, you know, we see the confirmation that, that God spoke. This is my son whom I love. Jesus, he, he's preaching. The kingdom of God is near. And he's healing people. He, he's, he's loving people. And he, he's, he's saying these crazy things like, I am uh, the way, the truth, the life. I am the bread of life. I am, I am the living water. He's saying all these things uh, that are very, very uh, exclusive to his identity but also very inclusive, drawing everyone to come in and to believe in him. So you see the Old Testament pointing forward to Jesus. You see the Gospels, they're like, look, here he is. And then you have the rest of the New Testament. It's like a, a big marquee sign pointing back. Man, there's Jesus. And because of that, this is how we follow him. So we take Jesus and his word seriously. What kind of church are we? We're the Jesus kind. Yeah, you know, we, we believe that we have uh, ample reason just to, to trust the scriptures. You know, and if, there's, if, if you uh, are here today and you're saying, you know, what, I don't, I like this Jesus guy, but I'm not really sure about all this Bible stuff. I have some questions about it. You know, uh, God has given us plenty of evidences and, and, and reasons why we can believe. And if, if that's something you have doubts on, I would love to maybe sit down and talk with you and, and, and maybe um, just help discuss some of those reasons why we can trust what we have as the Scriptures as God's Word. You know... I have a t another test for you guys, okay? All right? This one's going to be by way of video, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to pa uh, count how many passes does the team in white make, all right? This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? 
The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? How many of you guys got the answer right? 13. How many of you guys missed the moonwalking bear? How many of you will be able to watch that video a thousand more times and never miss the moonwalking bear? You know, unfortunately, churches too often miss something. You know, I mean, they're passing the ball all over the place, you know. They're passing the ball, they're jumping around, over, under, around it, and they completely miss the moonwalking bear, you know. And isn't that us? Like, like, I'm not saying that we've missed Jesus, but sometimes we get so distracted, we get so busy, uh, and, and, uh, and our lives are just crazy. We have stuff going on every night of the week, maybe as, uh, with church stuff or maybe with your personal life. And sometimes we can miss the one thing that impacts everything. Church, we can't miss this. We can't miss this. You know, uh, songs have a way of sticking with you. Anybody else get songs stuck in their head? Yeah. Angela is like, yeah, because uh, usually up here in the office, I got like crazy stuff going on in my head, and I'm singing it. And she's like, you're really singing that song a lot. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. So children's children's movie or, you know. Uh, now, who knows? It's always crazy stuff. Um, but... The early church had songs. Like, like when I say early church, I'm talking about like before the New Testament was written. And some of the, these letters were written like just two, two decades after, you know, the events of Jesus, three decades after. And, and they're already quoting these early church hymns that the church was singing. And, and so one of the ones that scholars believe that is, is an ancient hymn is found in Philippians chapter 2. And, and what, what it does is it holds some of these key truths about who Jesus is. And it, it was this, this ancient hymn. And so I just want to close with this today. They're talking about Jesus and how our attitude needs to be like him. And here it goes. It says, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to, uh, to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him uh, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is my prayer, church, that as a church and as individuals, individuals we won't miss the moonwalking bear. And it's my prayer that when pe people think about Christ fellowship, that they'll think, man, as a church, that's all about Jesus. This is us.